0: This episode of Pop, Punk, and Pizza is sponsored by Wisconsin's ska punk band, courtesy of Tim. Now, the band has a new single dropping this Friday, March 19th, called Human Resource, which is a fast-paced cry against the stresses of modern war culture, with bright, happy verses and catchy horns quickly jumping to an aggressive shout-along chorus. Along with the release of Human Resource, Courtesy of Tim is also launching a Kickstarter this Friday, March 19th, to help fund their new album called Tomorrow Again. Please follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Bandcamp at Courtesy of Tim, and you'll hear Human Resource in full at the end of this episode.
1: punk, Pumpkin Pizza with Jacques L'Amour.
0: Hello, come on in, grab a slice of your favorite pizza. I'm Jacques L'Amour. I hope you can stay a while because we've got a really great episode for you today. I'm pleased to welcome brothers Frankie and Pascal Corsell of Alone I Walk out of Manitoba, Canada. Now, I played their cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down, ...on the podcast, uh, I think it was a few months ago. It wasn't last month, but I believe it was the month before that. Well, now they just released another great cover, and this time it's All-American Rejects Move Along. And once again put out by Anchor 84 Records. Now, besides talking about the new cover they have out, Frankie and Pascal share some pretty spooky stories with me about uh, staying at their manager's house... Which is completely haunted. So uh, let's fire, uh, or let's light the fire, so to speak, and uh, let the creepy stories roll with Frankie and Pascal of Alone I Walk. <laughs> It is French. My yeah. um my gosh, my 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 great-great or my great-great-great grandfather came from Canada. So okay. Yeah, no, French French Canadian. My family's been here since sometime in the 1800s, mid to late 1800. So yeah, pretty far removed at this point. But <laughs> yeah. so you don't speak French at all then. Um I learned or I, I took three years of French in high school, but considering that no one in my family and no one near me speaks French, I I've practically lost it all. That's you nice. Know? That's fair, yeah. yeah. How about you guys? Do you guys speak at all? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were okay. born and raised French, so Okay. Our whole life, like as kids we were always speaking French all of our grandparents and stuff and cousins are French so
0: That's yeah. awesome man. See, that's what's so sad. I was actually it was talking about this on the podcast not that long ago. My my grandfather used to always tell me that when he was a little kid that's all he spoke was yeah. French. Like he didn't learn English until a little later on and then at one point he he could speak both. Yeah. Um and so and then eventually, as he got older, I guess he probably just spoke it less, you know, because yeah. going to school, obviously, they're not speaking French at school uh, too much, you know. So, uh, so he eventually just kind of lost the language and it didn't really get passed down to to anyone else. Oh, you that's know? fair, man. It's, yeah. it's
1: practice. Like, even after we graduated, it was kind of like one of those things. We've talked about it before, how... Mm-hmm we were forced to speak French in school because they were French schools. So you tried to speak English because you're a kid and you want to break the rules. But by the time <laughs> you graduated, if you didn't keep speaking French, like you can lose it very quickly. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, I suppose that goes for any language. Like let's say <laughs> you just straight up, we're just going to speak French. And, yeah. and you'd probably forget, you know, a lot of the English you learned. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I would we think. We speak English with French grammar still, so we're not even great English <laughs> speakers. <laughs> I mean, you, you, your English sounds pretty spot on to me, so. That's you know. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I know, obviously, just like there, there's a little difference in like, you know, Parisian French and Canadian French. There's there's actually, I don't know exactly all the differences. What, what are, are there major differences or is it just kind of subtle things? So I just know like, there's, I'm oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I know there's differences, but like, yeah. I don't know like what those differences are because I'm sure we went over that in French class in high school, but that was a long time ago. Oh man, for sure. <laughs> so, so
1: like France, French is like the fancy French. It's the closest to what we speak in Manitoba for French. But then you have uh, like French in Quebec. That's a lot more like slang and stuff. It's like we've actually been on tour in Quebec once and I spoke Manitoba French to Quebec French men. And he asked me in proper English if I wanted to just speak in English. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. So Damn.
0: It's
1: yeah. And then there's also Acadian, which is like on the... Like the islands, the maritimes, they have like it's a French English mix, which we sometimes also kind of speak. Like yeah. it's quite slangy out here. Also, I don't know the true French language. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. France French and that that stuff it's, it's another world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember my um, both both sides of my family have French Canadian heritage, and. On the other side of my family, apparently, my grandfather used to always say "shit" in French was "caca," and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Like, yeah. is, 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 yeah. I like I always wonder. I'm like, I wonder if that's a French Canadian thing, because like I don't, I can't imagine them saying "caca" being sh- <laughs> "shit" in like Parisian French. And like, I just can't, <laughs> I can't imagine that.
1: Yeah, it's not a word we would. But- frequently used by anyone. <laughs> for,
0: for <laughs> I didn't I didn't think so. Yeah. So it was pretty much just his way of saying, you know, um shit without saying shit, I guess. That's that's yeah. fair. <laughs> oh man. So um I was I was just watching your um your, your I I mean this has been like I guess th- almost three months ago now, but your holiday video where you're um, sitting around the the campfire drinking oh, yeah. and doing it it was like a letter Kenny right yeah I just I thought it was so funny oh, like Thank it was you. so it was so great and I, I actually I still haven't seen the show yet but I I like I appreciate the show's humor and I'm pretty sure if I watched it I would love it Um, because someone told I don't, I don't know if this is completely off and everyone has their own opinion but I was told that it's similar to Shit's Creek as far as the humor goes, but I I don't know. Is just, that true?
1: I've watched a little bit of Shit's Creek. It could very well be like it's it's kind of like a dry humor. Yeah, but it's super witty. It's just like cringy as well. So yeah, probably Shit's <laughs> Creek's pretty cringy. Now. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Super yeah. Cringy. <laughs> there's there's I've never some Shit's Creek, so yeah. yeah it's There's, there's some cringy, there's some cringy stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I love, uh, I love that subtle type of humor because it's just like people are, it's like, it's like they're oblivious, you know, like they're completely oblivious to how like things really are and they really think it's one way and it's not. And,
1: you
0: know, that's, that's what I like, like about that type of humor, um, but, uh, you know, you guys have been still trying to stay busy during the pandemic. I mean, you've been putting out, or I guess a cover and then you've got another cover uh, coming out as well. And yes. actually by the time this podcast is up, I believe it won't be out because when does that drop?
1: It drops Friday. on Friday on the 5th.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be out by that time. Yeah. Um, and so, we, yesterday <laughs> or today. <laughs> um well I, I'm actually I'm not sure I'm not sure what day this podcast is gonna drop yet, but it is gonna drop this month. <laughs>
1: so <laughs>
0: Yeah, um I can tell you that. I was actually just trying to look at my schedule here, but I don't have um I don't have my proper schedule up for some reason. But um our our listeners uh are probably familiar with your cover of won't back down because i have played that on the podcast it was a part of one of our 10 songs episodes and you guys just knocked that one out of the park in my opinion um Thanks, don't Matt. back down by tom petty um what what when it came to trying to figure out like what songs to do how did you end up picking don't back down
1: i think okay so i, I guess we were asked to think of a few covers that we might be interested in doing and we tried working on a list for a good week. Like, we're not huge on covers to begin with. Like, we don't usually do them. We sometimes play one live or we used to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's a hard task. Like, we're, if we're playing music, we're usually writing music or playing our own material. And I was coming home from the city one day, and that song came on the radio. And they're just the easiest chords, and they translate super well to, like, a higher distortion. And they could be played in a slightly different variance to make it like the same song, but a little bit more with a pickup. Right. So yeah. Once I had the idea in my head, I was told Frankie, I'm like, we've got to do this song and we did it. in like, we did the bulk of it in an evening, I think just like demoing it. And yeah, we just ran with that and we were super thrilled with it.
0: Awesome. So, I'm
1: just like a, it fell into place very easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is a pretty simple song. Um, and, but that it's a powerful song though. Yeah. That, yeah. It's a very yeah, powerful song. Eddie. Well, yeah. I would hope. Uh, I would hope. <laughs> and Right. And that's one of his most well-known songs. I, I have a, I have a special place in my heart for that song. So it, uh, it was just like a no brainer to pick. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Like I'm <laughs> like, I'm putting this on the playlist this month. That, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. We appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And you know, I did talk to your, your, uh, label owner Cody from yeah. anchor 84, uh, I think that's been a couple months ago already yeah. or at least something like that. I I'm just losing track of time anymore with this pandemic we're in, but <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I remember him. to ta- I, th- he said when you were first in talks of getting signed to the label, he was telling me that, uh, your demos that you sent him weren't very good. Like, they were really rough, if I remember him saying about you guys.
1: They were paper thin.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We just
1: knew how to, like, we didn't know how to, like, structure songs through, like, a DAW and record ourselves. And we were still just, like, a very live band at the time. And since, like, I guess that's been a couple years now. Since then, we've, we've been able to figure out how to record properly and demo our stuff properly. But at the time, we had four songs that we knew were, like, well, what became the EP. We knew they were going to be good songs, but they were just like, they sounded weak because they're, everything was straight down the middle. There was like a guitar, a drum, a vocal, a bass, like, and it just sounded pretty trashy, you know, like I found them the other day and they sound God awful, <laughs> God awful, but <laughs> hey, there was potential. And at least he saw that, I guess.
0: Yeah. What would, do you remember the exact exchange in conversation you had with him at the, with Cody at that time? I just,
1: I really remember we had, <laughs> we just signed and he's like, okay, this is how many songs we need. And we had more than enough songs to do it. But after listening through them all again, I was like, there's one song that's that stayed. That was it. And that was try my best. Yeah. That's the only song that we were like happy with. And then we wrote like another four or five songs <laughs> and we'd fly a new one into like this private SoundCloud that we had to like, go back and forth with them to see like, yo, how do you like this? How do you like this? How do you like this? And then listen to the rain was the last one added. And it was called sitting song at the time. It had hardly any lyrics. It was just like a really rough structure. And he's like, okay, those are the four. We're going to take those four. And that's what the piece going to be shaped around. So yeah, we just took it from there, but it was very like, I remember being stressed out, like, somebody was critiquing the music and it had to be good enough to be able to be released, you know? So it was good. It was, I think a good, um, workout mentally. And like it helped us as writers to become better writers (laughs) because we had no choice
0: to. Right. So what were, what were Cody's like critiques or, or when, when you guys were doing this back and forth and sending demos and and whatnot? (laughs)
1: So I think one of the first things he said was like, these are good, but we want them to be like rockier or like, Oh yeah. Like we're totally down to be like more of a Rocky type band. Like we've been told many times we should be a pop band or like, nah, like we're not a pop band. We'll, we'll do rock music. though." <laughs> so I remember that being like, just one of the things, even when we first met him in LA, he was like, yeah, these, these songs will be great. But like, I really want them to, like, rock. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> it was so, a super weird interaction in the sense that, like, we had all just met, and he was putting all of his faith in us, and we were putting, like, our faith in him and Johnny, who was the producer, and we're like, okay, guys, let's just do it.
0: <laughs> and it
1: happened, but yeah.
0: So how did how did you... Was, was it an easy... Transition from making the songs rockier, like or was it hard, because I know when you're writing a song, you usually you have that vision in your head, and a lot of times that vision can kind of get imprinted, and you can only hear the song in that one way, and you can't imagine it any other way. Hmm. Do you want to take this
1: Well, yeah, like <laughs> it was it was easy to the set for the sense that or like for the reason that we went into the studio with a very open mind. However, we got in there and asked Johnny, like, what song do you want to do? He's like, this one's my favorite. Let's do, I think it was Get Up first. And then he took the song and just flipped it 360. And it was a completely different song. We're like, shit. Okay. (laughs) And then it was just like, okay, I get it now. I understand. I understand how it works. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like a knowledge we didn't have prior to that experience. Yeah. Yeah. but it was crazy (laughs) it was scary (laughs) 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 just freaking out for a few minutes and then you're like okay this makes sense
0: (laughs) well besides like you know um pascal you talked about being you know being so stressed out during that process what was the part that ended up being like oh okay like i get this now kind of deal.
1: Like at the end of writing the demos, or at the end of recording the record, I—I
0: I guess either. When did it happen? Yeah, I mean, just when did it? When did it like click in your brain? Like, okay, I get this. I don't like. Did you maybe? Did maybe you didn't have relief until the thing was released? But you know, I mean, I think there was like it was like a step process, man. It didn't just happen. It was almost like.
1: new muscles being born or like muscle memory being born it was nerve-wracking writing them and dealing with Cody and him being like yes no 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 yes 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 and then we're like okay good but he was satisfied at this point and he was we were on to the next step so being in the studio and having to do that and it being scared shitless just because all of our ideas in that bin were just dumped onto the floor song by song and we just kind of redid them or like figured out what would just work better that was nerve-wracking but by the time we finished the record I remember it was like three in the morning on the day of our flight home and we sat down in the room with Johnny and we went over every song and they weren't mixed by any means but we just got to listen to what we had just created over the last week and I was just so content and like oh we did it (laughs) and I wasn't worried at all anymore I was just like that's incredible it was more like a I've never really experienced that moment since, you know, it's just like, it's an energy that comes over you. You've just put all this time and work and thought and everything into this. And you get to hear what was just created. Everything was fine from that point on kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can finally take a a big breath.
1: Yeah. And I remember we listened to those bootlegs. We, he wouldn't like bounce anything. We just like had our phones recording the audio Uh of the room. Uh, I mean, listened to those the whole flight home. It was like a an hour <laughs> home. Oh, yeah. Listen and listen and listen. Crazy. Yeah. Oh
0: wow <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, you know, I just remembered too, um Frankie, happy uh belated birthday, right? Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I was Appreciate I thought it. I thought I had had uh seen that. Um Sometime in the last couple of weeks or or month that you had a birthday,
1: yeah, so, a month ago,
0: yeah. Thank so, you. Guys did that. <laughs> you're welcome. Did you do anything fun for your birthday?
1: No. So Manitoba, <laughs> we were on lockdown. Still, we've been on like we went on a second lockdown starting November twelfth to about January twenty eighth or something. So we were, I think, only allowed one person to come to our house. So his girlfriend came over, and we just played cards and stuff.
0: Which
1: okay. I really enjoy. So it was fun for me. Yeah, it was
0: dope. I, <laughs> hey, that's fair enough for me, dude. I oh, I feel I'm I'm glad there's someone else on the planet that is content with that. Just how I am, because like okay. that would totally be cool with me too. Like, just come over and play cards. Like, we don't have to do anything wild. Like that's no, that chill. Yeah, 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 exactly. Have a few
1: drinks and play cards. I think we played Clue. That's my favorite board game. So we played Clue. Clue. Okay. Then, uh, that was it. Yeah, we just hung out. That was
0: tight. <laughs> I have still never played Clue. Oh man. It's, Do you, are you a, are you a fan of the movie as well?
1: I've never seen the movie. I only okay. found out there was a movie like maybe a couple months ago.
0: Oh okay. I yeah. guess they're they're remaking it. They're oh, going wow. and I think um, I'm trying to remember. I think Ryan Reynolds is going to be part of it. Sick. Maybe Bradley Was it Bradley Cooper maybe it was Ryan Reynolds or maybe it was both of them? Are oh, wow. supposed to be a part of this this new movie, just stacked,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: just <laughs> pretty much just stacked with you know, I know there were some other big names involved with it, but um, let me sick. yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so too, so being brothers how did how did it how did music come into play in your guys's life, and how did you end up playing music together? I feel like society is always fascinated with families that play music together. It's just for some reason we're just always like, oh, that's so cool. You know, everyone (laughs) It's true. I've (laughs)
1: lost that too.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean it's it's been a thing forever now. So so how did that come into play for you guys? Um I can
1: start like with the the very start. Um every like as long as we've been growing up or like from the start of The start of time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and me being born, I guess. So we're four years apart. Uh, But every family reunion we would go to, there was always like my grandpa plays guitar, my uncles play guitar, my dad plays guitar. Um, Some of the aunties would play piano or violin, and everyone would sing. So, like, we grew up in a musical household. Like, every time we went to go see family, you knew there was going to be like a two to four hour jam of mm-hmm. people just singing songs in the living room or whatever. So then, like, flash forward a few years, I think Pasc was eight when he got his first drums, set of drums. Nine, I think. Eight or yeah, nine. nine yeah. yeah, and then he, he played drums for a little while and uh, always wanted to be like him, so I would find pots and pens and play on those. <laughs> and I was killing it. And then uh, I think it was for my 10th birthday, I got a set of drums, which was my first instrument. And then after I got that, we started just doing like drum battles and stuff. or like playing songs together and he would show me rudiments and like show me how to play drums properly and not shitty. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you can go on from like when you started playing in bands and stuff. Yeah. So then we were probably what? That's like 10, 12 oh, years like 10, old. 12, yeah. yeah. And then I started playing in bands at 14 um in bars. So I had to have my dad with me to like play with like to bring me into the bar and stuff and like clear me of all the the legal nonsense. Yeah. Um but yeah I played in in bar bands, like metal bands while I was 14 to about 18. And in that time Frankie started playing guitar and he just did his thing doing that. And I got the feel around like the feel of live music and playing locally and such. Um, Played in a couple bands. Fast forward, you're like 18 playing guitar. Oh, 16. Six. I think 16 or 17. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I went to hairdressing school for one semester. So I thought that's what I wanted to do. I had an uncle that was a hairdresser. So I was like, yeah, everyone could do it. Like anyone could do it kind of deal. So I went to go to a hairdressing school. And after my first semester, I was like, yeah, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> so over the winter break, uh, we had moved to our new house where we're living now. And uh, we had no Wi-Fi or anything, and I decided to um, just start playing music and trying to write something just, like, for myself that I, like, that I enjoyed. I was really big into Never Show Never at the time, so I tried to go into that kind of realm with it. And then we got Wi-Fi. And then, I uploaded <laughs> and then my- the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. And then I uploaded a YouTube video under the name of Alone I Walk, and then I just, yeah, I, I like, started writing my first EP thing it came out that year i had just turned 18 so 2014 and uh yeah i did that alone i walk alone for the first four years three four years and yeah. then like your turn had yet. you toured <laughs> at that point no i hadn't toured yet no 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 you must have i toured was it twenty four? Oh, I did tour, twenty fourteen. I did tour. I just remember you missing school for a few weeks. Yeah, that's right. Tour. <laughs> that's right. What? Got you got yeah. to miss school
0: to go yeah. on tour? <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: That
0: <was> pretty badass. <laughs> Dude. That's like <laughs> oh, every boy. that's like every teenager's dream, man.
1: Oh yeah. It was sweet. My parents have always been or our parents have always been super supportive of like our dreams and our goals in life, so I told them that there was a tour that I got offered to go on to open up and also play drums for the, like the headlining band. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. If that's cool. And they're like, yeah, go on. Like it's a week or two before spring break. So whatever, like, whatever. knock yourself (laughs) out. you will have an extra break or whatever. And I was like, okay, sick. So then I went on tour and that year, I think I ended up touring five times because I just got, I was just so stoked about it. Met a lot of people on the first tour and ended up touring with a few of those bands. And again, the, the rest of the year.
0: So who was, is, who is that first tour? Was it a, a fairly well-known name or was it just like a local band that you yeah, knew? A local or... band
1: from Winnipeg,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. What, what was the name of the band? They're, they're they they're
1: called Charlie Monster, but I don't think they're a band anymore.
0: Okay. <laughs> but so you got to play, they needed a drummer?
1: Yeah, so the drummer, and, I don't know if he had, he was in another band or he had prior commitments and he couldn't do the tour. So I heard about that and I was like, yo, I'll, I'll drum with you if I can open up
0: kind of deal. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so like, open Dude, up and yeah. yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's so cool. I I can't imagine my parents being cool with that ever. (laughs) Like, I don't think that would have (laughs) happened. Like I wasn't, I, I was 22 when I went on my first tour. So, I mean, it was definitely, you know, four, four years after high school at that point. So it it had, uh, it had been a while. So then when did, uh, Pascal, when did you come into the picture then with Alone I Walk?
1: when like the Lost at sea record was done, Frankie had like written, he wrote Lost at sea and already lost like everything prior to that he had written alone. But those two are when I like started just writing on them or helping structure things. I remember doing drums for all the records and there'd be times like we'd sit down here and he'd play what he had demoed or whatnot. And then I'd figure out the drum parts and we'd change like a little section to make the drums fit better. Just just little things, you know? So I did the drums on both those records, and I was still in another band, but we were always touring together. Like, he was touring with my band and vice versa. So it was, we were together already. And then when that kind of fell apart, or even before it did, we were already in talks of like, oh, I want to do this. Let's, let's write together. Let's do more together. And then, yeah, one day we just did it. <laughs> wrote a full LP, and that was the next thing we released um independently and yeah that was our first brother project yeah, that was that was yeah it was wander that's crazy yeah and we've just been writing together ever since and just collaborating on everything we do ever
0: since so yeah what was it like when you first started writing together
1: exciting electric
0: so it wasn't like a train wreck it was just it was just natural
1: it was super natural yeah like like he had been around all of my growth in music and I'd been around his. So we already had an understanding for how we worked, even if we hadn't worked together in that like type of field. So I think, yeah, it just happens super naturally. Like when we were writing Wander, we, we drank a lot. <laughs> but like yeah, we would, We'd come downstairs after eight hours of work and write music for eight or nine hours and just like drink and whiskey and write, or like have beers and write, and that's just what we did every day until the album was done pretty well so and we did that for like six months it was like over the winter of whatever year that was yeah it just became like our life cycle you know do this and then we got home and it was like okay eight hours of tracking paper thin demos but we still did it
0: (laughs) back to those paper thin demos but hey they they proved themselves there you you go man I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Frankie and Pascal of Alone I Walk so far. You know, the landscape of the modern work culture here in the United States is pretty stressful, right? At least I know most of the time at my day job, I'm pretty stressed out well that's exactly what courtesy of tim's upcoming single is all about called human resource now the track drops this friday march 19th and along with the release comes the launch of a kickstarter to help fund their new album called tomorrow again and uh, you'll hear human resource in full at uh, the end of this episode. In the meantime, you can follow the band on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Bandcamp at Courtesy of Tim. Now let's get back to Frankie and Pascal of Alone I Walk. Was was there talk of, you know, starting a, a new, like under a new name instead of Alone I Walk? Or was it like, no, let's just stick with with that was there ever talks about rebranding i guess
1: yeah so like um a lot of people suggested i did because i wasn't alone anymore or whatever and i just didn't find any reason to because alone i walk already had like it had it's not like as far as it is now but it still had stamina at that point and like the song lost at sea still now we can go into winnipeg and play that and guaranteed there's like five or 10 people that will sing it back to us out of a crowd of no one we know, essentially. So like there wasn't, I didn't find there, uh, I didn't find a reason for us to rebrand just because we, I knew that like what I had done as low and I walk was already impactful enough that we had people. So like just adding another member, it didn't affect anything. It was just made people more excited because it was my brother. It's mm-hmm. like, I remember when I introduced him, I got, uh, like we got flooded with messages, like finally it happened. Like <laughs> they were ready for it. They just didn't know when it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was um, really cool. Yeah. And it seems to be working really well for you guys so far.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's been so, a couple <laughs> of years now and there's no, like, I still don't think uh, we have any issues. So that's, that's always great. That's <laughs> yeah.
0: good. So when it comes to doing shows live, how does... I mean, how does that work? Who else plays with you guys? So is it just you two?
1: No, uh, what we'll do is we usually hire a guitarist and a bass player. And, uh, same with like when we tour, they'll, they'll come on tour with us. Um, we hire our buddy Cody from Calgary. He's in a band called Bellevue. And, uh, the bass player was Shane from Bellevue as well, but he wasn't able to do the last tour. So we hired our buddy, Brandon from Daphne Blue. And, uh, he played bass with us on the last tour and it was, yeah, it was amazing. Like, yeah, we just all, we've never had like an issue getting along with the people we're playing with. Yeah. We've always been like pretty family-like with them. Even we had Bernie who plays in Nicholas Rage. Yeah. Um, do our first American tour with us on bass and we're just homies with that guy. Like everyone who's lived in the van with us has stayed family with us. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah. What was your first experience like playing a show in America? In the United States.
1: Where were we? I'm trying to remember the first American We went show. into Buffalo. And then Rochester. Did we go all the way to North Hampshire? I don't remember where our first American show was. But I remember just getting to America was scary. Because like, we never crossed the border with paperwork. You know, like being approved and doing that whole thing. It sucks. Like it's... Nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. So we've never done it. So that was stressful. But after your cross, it's great. Gas is cheap. Beer's cheap. Food's cheap. Everything's cheap.
0: <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Why are things so why is everything so expensive in Canada? We have healthcare. Yeah, healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare. Yeah, that's true. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like americans complain like i was actually just complaining about this the other day about how <laughs> about how expensive it is for me to pay for health care you know and so i feel like if we just had some type of universal system it wouldn't really be too much different because i'm already paying out yeah. the ass for <laughs> health care and so is everybody else yeah. you know so it just
1: levels itself out one way or another everything's kind of expensive if you look at it so like right. for us it comes out every paycheck it's like it's just kind of in there yeah That gets taken away by the government so it's like okay it's paid for but we just don't we don't see it so it's mm-hmm. not an issue
0: right I yeah it's that's
1: just like the only difference
0: mm-hmm. right yeah it's it's like uh you know for us you know we're paying for social social security or income tax or medicare or whatever it is and yeah it just automatically gets taken out of your paycheck but yeah i suppose um that would be a you know a big thing coming here for the first time i'm like wow you know beer is so cheap and you know gas is so cheap
1: (laughs) it's just big man it's a big ass country there's a (laughs) lot of cities there's a lot of people so (laughs) is
0: so is canada i mean i know there's a lot of canada that's not occupied yeah it's vacant by man. It's, just trees. <laughs> it's snow it's busy in america <laughs> yeah you got that right um we, we have a lot of empty space too but i oh, but for... we are our, our cities are a lot closer together yeah so you Edinburgh. know that that's the what sorry what were you gonna say no, no go ahead no no you you you
1: go oh i was gonna say that's the the scary thing like the cities my city where we're for like the city that we're closest to is like not even the size of Central Park in New York at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, like it's <laughs> small compared to it's just everything's way bigger. Yeah. A small city like Rochester is the size of Winnipeg, you know? It's not mm-hmm. big like and that's a tiny little New York state city in comparison yeah. to that, like New York or I don't know what else down there. I'm sorry, but Oh, no, you're <laughs> you know, there's just no, like there's all the Buffalo, there's everything is in New York and mm-hmm. they're all bigger than Winnipeg. I can guarantee you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh it's really I, I still have yet to across the border into Canada, but I'm hoping one day before I'm too old, I'll, I'll make, I'll make I'll it over there. Up your old too, man. It's all good. <laughs> I know they're pretty strict about letting people across the border as, as well into Canada. So I know, I feel like both of our countries are kind of strict on, on things in one way or another. So for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I know with, with American bands coming in, um, you can just come in kind of deal and play your shows and go back to the States. But for us to go into the States, we have to get like paperwork and stuff. But other than that, like they're both borders. Like they're both as secure as the other kind of deal. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of borders though, um, being in uh, the United States, Eric, your manager told me that you have some ghost stories that you should share with me about oh, his God. house. He told me to ask you guys about his haunted house. Oh, so <laughs> it's funny. Like literally he messaged me yesterday and he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, don't forget to ask, uh, alone. I walk about, my my house and the ghosts.
1: He would too because like he loves that. He loves that. He <laughs> loves that man. <laughs> you wanna start? Yeah, like okay, sure. So yesterday or the day before, it was three years that we met Eric. So when we signed with him back in 2017 or 2018, we had never met the guy. So we decided in March of 2018, I guess, that we'd go fly out and meet him. And uh, we arrived to Rochester. We meet him and all that. We were chatting in his, uh, in his kitchen, having a few drinks. And uh, they have two dogs. One's like a little guy. And the other one was a, it was a big dude. His name was Tiger. And out of nowhere, a wine glass shatters. And we're like, oh, what the hell? That was, that was weird. So we like look around and we see where the wine glass is. But then we look behind us and both of the dogs are laying on the couch. So we're like, that was super weird. And it was on one of those like wine racks that holds the cups upside down. Mm -hmm. And it was the middle cup that shattered. So that was super like eerie and stuff. And we had been talking about ghosts or something. (laughs) And um, so we're fine. Like, okay, that's, that's strange. Pick it up, clean it up. And then we, we headed off to a bar. And then I think that was like the extent of the ghost stuff that time. day one. Yeah. Yeah. that was just day one that was just the start start. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then uh we ended up going back on tour with bernie yeah and that would have been 2018 yeah 2018 2018. we did two tours in the states 2018 so yeah that's oh that's when it got sketched so yeah the glass broke (laughs) the first time and then and we had just talked about like spirits and and stuff Generally speaking, not like targeting anything. Yeah. And after we left and we had a call with them, he's like, Yeah, there I think my house is haunted. Like I think somebody lives here. He's like, cause sometimes the keys will like fly off the hook. And he's like, Remember that glass when you guys were down? Like that thing was in the middle. Like it shouldn't have, like nothing moved it. It just shattered. So we're like, Yeah, that's that's pretty weird, man. Like that's sketch. <laughs> so we get back to Rochester a couple months later. And I don't know how it came about, but we are talking about ghosts. And we spotted a Ouija board. And we're like, oh, dude, you have a Ouija board? That's sick. Like, I've never tried one, And he's like, yeah, me and his fiance at the time, like, we've tried it. Wife now. now." Right, right (laughs) wife now. We've tried it, but it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite work. And we're like, oh, okay. So we were like five people that night. Yeah. And we decided to, let her rip, like open the oh, board. Man. And we waited till like 1030 or 11 o'clock. Like it was nice and dark. We dimmed all the lights and he had this, this ghost box, which is like a frequency sweeper. Okay. So like we had that set up, we had a phone <laughs> recording, we had somebody <laughs> asking questions and we were all like, okay, On let's do this. <laughs> oh, shit! Just cause we'd never tried it. Super stoked. Well, I think it was a second question fucking thing starts moving man (laughs) and we all look at each other like who's pushing it and we're like our fingers are barely touching and we went around a few times we met some people we didn't want to so we left and we were all like "Oh, oh my god man like what's going on that was insane so we did that a few times that was fun we got a name out of it and we decided to go ghost hunting in the cemetery nearby. Yeah, Mount Hope. So it's like the second biggest cemetery in America or something like that. It's, like, oh, wow. it's huge. It's miles and miles long. Okay. So we decided <laughs> to take that ghost box. I think it was the following day. Yeah. And we went ghost hunting in the cemetery. And we I remember we talked to a few people. It was super cool, like super interesting. We'd record while we were asking questions and we'd be able to like reference back to it after and you can clearly like hear some things and that was sketch but like you know we're out in the open it's fine and I think it was that, that night we went back and we asked the board like it was getting deep and somebody asked like do you live here and I went to yes and somebody asked like are we bothering you and I said no and then like how did you die and I can't remember. And it went died. Z Z Z Z Z. So we like asked in your sleep and it went to yes. Yeah, that's what it was. So oh then, my gosh. Uh, yeah. We are like, <laughs> how old were you? And I think it was like 67 yeah, or 68. 65 or some somewhere in the 60s. And um then there was a couple other questions like, do you know the address to the house? And it did like the first or did the numbers of his house address. And we're like, okay, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. My, wow. Yeah. So uh, then we finally like, okay, what's your name? And then it starts, it starts spelling out Devin. So then we're like, is your name Devin? And we're like, it goes to yes. So what's your last name? And it goes to B-U-C-Y. We're like, is it Devin Busey? And it goes to yes. So we're like, okay, that's cool. Like we have a person. So we have the ghost box on, we have the Ouija board, and we're just trying to chat. With Devin Busey now. So we go on and ask him a few (laughs) questions, like, was it you that broke the glass? Like at the start of the year, kind of deal. And it goes, yes. So we're like, okay. And as we start at like doing some of these questions, the dogs just start freaking out. And they're just like going off, like Just just like staring at the end of the hallway. Yeah. And just barking like mad. And we're like, oh God, this is getting creepy. So yeah, I think we chatted with this guy for like another. 20 30 minutes and then went goodbye and we decided to we were gonna sage but we still had one of the phones recording and um we're like okay we're gonna sage the house and then in the recording you can hear you gotta stop doing that so we're like (laughs) okay this is getting heavy
0: wow
1: yeah so then that's that's like that's the experience we're like okay that was crazy none of us could sleep Eric stayed up till like four o'clock to make sure that his house wouldn't get flipped by (laughs) by ghosts, (laughs) kind of deal. And and then we like carried on. And the next day, we're on our way to Chicago or Indianapolis to play a show at the Hoosier Dam or Hoosier Dome. Dome.
0: Hoosier Dome. um, We
1: we play the show and we end up at a hotel with some boys in uh, Glory Days. They're from Chicago.
0: I know and, Glory uh, Days. Great Gloria, guys. Oh, I'm great I'm in the Chicago area. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. so I've 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 met Glory Days. CJ's oh, okay. CJ's a great uh, dude. CJ's, they're all great, man. And James. Yeah. James and CJ are the ones I know the best.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sweethearts. Yeah. They're yeah.
0: all such lovely humans. Definitely.
1: Oh, yeah. We were at a hotel room with them and they just iced us. So we're like, oh guys, okay, sick, we got iced. That's sick. And then uh, <laughs> Eric calls us, he's like, yo guys, I have some news. Like okay yeah like what's what's going on man like everything alright he's like yeah, um me and my fiance went to the library, and went and checked through the public archives. Um, we were able to find my house, and look up all the previous owners and the original owner of the house was Devin Busey.
0: Oh my god! And we're
1: like, oh, <laughs> Full holy chills. shit, man, dude. <laughs> Freaking
0: out. I'm literally getting the chills right <laughs> Dude, now hearing this story. Insane. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah. I know like we sparked something in Eric that we probably shouldn't have <laughs> because yeah, he's got dolls he's now. Got, he's, he's got dolls. possessed dolls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he told me he's got possessed dolls and then there was one this one week I was texting him or messaging him or something not that long ago and he was like yeah we're we're doing uh some more like ghost hunting at my house and i'm like hey be what's safe he man saying? i'm like you know
1: yeah we were on call with him once and he was just like holy shit oh my god guys And we're like what's going on it's like, i just saw a full apparition down the hallway we're like dude <laughs> what just- do you mean <laughs> it was like the next day he had just bought like three possessed dolls that they cry or something and he saw this thing happen i was like man there's no way i'm sleeping in that house ever ever again
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's there's no like if i ever find myself in his neck of the woods i'm not gonna stay there <laughs> <laughs> sorry eric i love you man i love you man but i'm not gonna stay at your house i don't even know if i'll step foot in the house i'll after... look at the
1: property from across the road <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: i'll tr- i'll do a drive-by and that's it you know and yeah, i feel like uh, i'll sorry. do a drive-by and even uh Devin busey or whatever is gonna <laughs> freaking be like
1: whittling wood <laughs> whittling
0: wood yeah outside the house or some shit man that's creepy as hell yeah it
1: was yeah. super crazy man <clears throat> and that's like a that's just it's become more frequent that stuff happens more frequent now not just for him especially here lately they're just like i'm open with it it's cool things get moved it's fine
0: <laughs> it's good it's this- fine i'm good are you good <laughs> i'm good oh yeah great great good <laughs> Good. Just yeah. gotta accept it. Yeah. Keep Stay to house. Move on. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Are you worried? No. No, this is fine. This no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Uh, oh god. Well <laughs> that that I told uh I told Eric that um and actually Vinny too from Lost Music Collective that uh I'm gonna we're gonna do a special Halloween episode of the podcast with both of them because uh Eric was telling me about this, you know, just haunted house stuff one day on the phone and and then he was telling me telling me about some of Vinny's experiences in his uh childhood. And oh, wow. um so yeah, so that's gonna happen sometime in October. <laughs> That'll so, be sick. yeah. That'll be uh, more hair raising because literally I got the chills as you guys are telling me that story. So.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting and missing, but there's just so much that's happened every time we've been there. Because I know we've, we've Ouija'd again since the Busey time. Every time we go, it's like we do it at we least once. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't know what's all locked. It's just those were the very first times I've ever like interacted on a board like that, and like it's like it's like
0: normal people out. invite you over for a drink or to smoke, but Eric invites you over to play with a Ouija board. <laughs>
1: yeah, after I've had a drink and I smoked. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying.
0: Oh god, man. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like where do you go from there, right? Real, um, but. <laughs> we have it like we sort of touched on it like in the beginning, but l- we should just full out come and say it now. Um, since by the time this podcast is released, it is officially going to be out, but you guys have released your own version of All, A- All American Rejects Move Along, which yes. is an incredible song yeah. and one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite albums, actually. It's just it, it Tyson Ritter. Is a freaking genius, man! That guy is such an amazing songwriter, just an amazing musician as a whole. Um, and I'm sure that's probably, I, I'm assuming that's probably one of the reasons why he chose this song. Um, but I also found out it was actually a song you used to cover at your shows.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, like, we, like we had mentioned earlier, we never played lots of covers or anything. Uh, we did like a never show, never cover two or three times, and it was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not what we're vibing with Mm -hmm. and then yeah we started playing move along and it was always like that pinnacle point in the set where you're like you've just finished playing a slower song and the crowd's kind of like getting sleepy yeah yeah you play move along and then everyone's right (laughs) back in the set and like everyone (laughs) would sing that tune and then would just be as stoked as they were for that tune for the rest of the set yeah because there's only like Three or four songs at the end, but they were all songs that could follow up. That would be like that move slow, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's hearing that song. I just just playing it. It it still makes me emotional as the first time I heard the song. Like it it makes me just as emotional. I just there's something about that song. It just it just really captures that that
1: era. um, That like I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't I can't explain it. It's, it's just got a feel, man. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's a powerful song. So no wonder why it's like a fan favorite at shows. Yeah. I mean, you know and I'm sure it, it's it's very fitting that you picked it at this particular time because obviously shows aren't happening. So yes, it's like, absolutely. well, we'll just release a cover of it then. Yeah, <laughs> so I uh I loved the little uh, teaser artwork that you did oh, for yeah. it as well. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I went, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that one just fell in place too because we already knew it. We're like, this is a good song, let's just do it.
0: Like yeah, it. right. Yeah, yeah exactly i feel like i mean i guess it's still simple but maybe a little i guess it depends on what you do but i guess it could be considered a little harder maybe i don't know
1: sure yeah it's not like your basic gd mm-hmm. like yeah a or whatever i can't remember the chords but on the top but it's just like a standard classic structure <laughs> like a right. Chord, right so
0: yeah so so you've got the, you know, the move along cover is officially out. Um, you know, we got to make sure we let your fans know about that, especially the ones that have seen you live and have been dying, you know, to see you live again to, you know, to hear that song, a part of your set along with your original songs. But what's the, the, if you will, pandemic plan for alone, I walk right now.
1: Um, so right now we've just been writing a bunch. Like we've got, oh my god like 15 or 16 songs on our board right now that we're like working with a handful of them are complete like with lyrics and stuff and then there's probably seven that need lyrics or that need like finishing touches um but yeah we're just picking away at all those and getting ready to either write enough like clean up enough music to have a full lp or have a few eps yeah okay Probably in the near future, we'll probably, like, work on looking into doing, like, a single or something. All depends what uh, Cody wants us to do, of course. (laughs) Cody, what's up? What do you want us to do? (laughs) Regardless, it's all moving forward, at least. So it's good. It's just, like, we've been staying busy writing a lot. And now that the weather's changing here, we'll be able to do some more content work. And Yeah just other things that you can't do when it's minus 50 out. So
0: Right. I was going to say, you know, all about the yeah, <laughs> yeah, that cold ass weather. We we had some sub-zero temperatures here um, early in February that were just, they were so bad. I felt like, yeah, I felt like we were living in Canada at one point. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> harder, yeah.
0: so yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty bad, but now uh, it's been like in the forties. Uh, well fahrenheit of course yeah yeah. not celsius but um so it's it's been pretty warm
1: yeah that's nice that's beautiful it's us too it's been warming up it's like plus nine which is i think it's around 40 41 as well
0: oh okay cool
1: yeah Yeah. i don't know like i can't remember the conversion
0: (laughs) yeah i can't remember the conversion either it's melting It's melting. Uh, That's, that's the temperature outside. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, uh, Frankie and Pascal, it was great to talk to you guys and great to meet you. Um, I I love alone. I walk and and I love uh, the move along cover. It's great. Um, Anything else before we go? Uh,
1: Just thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it so, so much. Uh, yeah, of course. I you enjoy the cover and yeah. that you've been using the I Won't Back Down cover. That means a lot to us. Yeah. And it'd be great to chat again, too, man. You're a really easy guy to talk to. Yeah, this is fun. Whenever <laughs> man. Hang out. Yeah. Let's Zoom.
0: <laughs> yeah, whenever. Yeah, let me know. You guys are welcome back anytime. And, and, you know, when shows resume and you ever find yourselves back in the, you know, the Chicago, the greater Chicago area, uh, hit me up and maybe we can... Sure do something in person it used to be pre-pandemic <laughs> you know we would actually eat pizza together in person oh. and, and and talk like that's that was literally the premise of the show i feel like with the pandemic like i have to constantly remind people that because like a uh, pizza is the the stereotype that goes along with pop punk right yeah. well the show actually wasn't named for the stereotype. It was literally because we would I would sit down with pop punk bands and we would eat pizza. It wasn't like <laughs> like oh that sounds like a cool name. Like no, like that was actually the literally thing. what you're doing. <laughs> that was literally what you know what we were doing. But with the pandemic, it, you know, I mean, we've done some episodes virtually where we're both eating pizza but it's just not the same and it no. it just hasn't worked out especially like the time of day that i'm like doing these episodes and That's, you well, know you've
1: been really well lately man
0: it's thank you like you've
1: been busy lots of episodes lots of good yeah. going on. it's cool
0: it's it's overwhelming but i'm i'm glad that you know uh i get to talk to people like you and and i've got people like eric that help me out and present me with awesome bands so it, yeah, man, it actually kind of helps you know make make things a little easier for me yeah, so right. but, community um, movement. yeah exactly yeah so uh you guys have a great uh, rest of your day and i look thanks. forward to more music from alone i walk in the future thanks, thanks so back. much Take it and, easy, hope- and hopefully no oh, more sorry. ghost stories you know. We'll bring you some more. We probably have more, some more creepy stories. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: You bet. Right.
0: Have you a good one. You too. Bye. 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 I'm still a little creeped out about some of those ghost stories that uh, Frankie and Pascal told us today. Uh, It's just because I scare easy. I'm a scaredy cat. You can ask my girlfriend. Well, thank you once again to Frankie and Pascal Corsell of Alone I Walk for being on the podcast with us today. Their cover of All-American Rejects' song Move Along is out now via Anchor 84 Records. You can follow the band on Facebook and Twitter at... Alone I Walk and on Instagram at Alone I Walk Official. And this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been brought to you by Wisconsin ska punk band Courtesy of Tim. If you're a fan of bands like Call Me Malcolm and We Are the Union, you'll love Courtesy of Tim. Now, their uh, album Tomorrow Again is going to be their first full length and it's featuring singles Hang Ups and Hangovers. Here's the thing, Winnie. And of course, Human Resource, all streaming now, um, or at least Human Resource will be streaming this Friday the 19th, as well as that Kickstarter being launched this Friday, March 19th as well. Here's Human Resource in full.
1: Checks a little light this week, dear. Bank account is getting close to nothing. Corporate slips again. We'll all
0: By courtesy of Tim. They're launching their Kickstarter this Friday, March 19th. Don't forget, and also human resource will be on all streaming platforms as well. You can follow the band on social media at Courtesy of Tim. I'm Jacques Lamore. That wraps up this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. Thank you so much for being here today. It truly means the world to me, and I will not forget. All the love and support you've given me. I know I say that every single episode, but I truly do mean it. Now, if uh, you want to catch up on previous episodes, all you got to do is subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, or you can just go to poppunkpizzapod.com. And also, uh, besides finding previous episodes there, you're going to find our merch store You can also contact me if you want to submit your band's music, or maybe you're a publicist or a manager and you want to pitch one of your bands to me, or you can learn how you can sponsor an episode of the podcast as well. Sign up for our mailing list. So much stuff is there, so make sure you check out poppunkpizzapod.com. If you do buy merch, I forgot to add, uh, use that promo code POPPUNK for $2.00. Off your order. You can also uh, reach out to me on social media to stay in touch there Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Now, the next time we hang out together is going to be this Thursday, uh, March 18th, and that is going to be with Cody of the Millingtons or of Millington, not the Millingtons, but of Millington. Uh, Now, if you're not familiar with Millington, they're a ska punk emo band out of uh, the east coast here in the united states and it turns out cody has a pretty interesting story he interned for john feldman of goldfinger at uh, john's studio and it was during the time of blank 182's california album when uh, that was being made so and i actually did not know that ahead of our conversation so it was really interesting uh, talking to Cody about that But also about Millington as well Because they're one of my Favorite newer Scott Punk bands In the scene today So that'll be dropping on all podcast platforms This Thursday, March 18th And I look forward to talking with you then Take good care of yourself
1: Hey, hello It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello It's nice to meet
0: slice of pizza